Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. Yeah, oh, Rahmat. Uh, I tell you, you can feel the blessings. Allah, the Rahma, all descending on us. Yeah, right from Tafelberg, people. That Cape Town, lovely place, lovely people, a lovely mufti there, well versed in the Hanafi and the Shafi Mazhab. Our very own uh, mufti, Ibrahim Smith. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And who are you, mufti sahab? Waalaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shafati, my listeners, jazakum wa khairul jazak. So happy and great to to be back on the show, you know, uh, imparting beneficial knowledge so the people can benefit as well. And at the same time, we're making dua for all those people, uh, loved ones, near ones, and dear ones who passed away due to COVID-19. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him shahada, martyrdom, you know, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him jannah to fill those, inshallah. Inshallah, ameen, Mufti Sahib. The questions are flooding in. Uh, Yusuf, how's your fingers? Yeah, no, no, yeah, you know, yeah, take that bomb. Yeah, rub it there. Yeah, okay, better. A lot of questions coming through, Mufti Saab. Uh, this one says, Assalamu alaikum, Chef and Mufti. Welcome back. Uh, please enlighten us as to why, uh, mostly Muslims are passing away in hospital due to COVID-19. Very pertinent question, Mufti Saab. Uh, your response? Yes, uh, we saw the, the club doing the rounds from, uh, a hospital in Egypt. In trauma, where there was a, a oxygen a, a breakage in the oxygen supply, then we saw uh, one year in uh, South Africa as well, six patients died, and here in Cape Town also people going in for minor procedures and then contracting COVID and uh, sadly passing away and mismanagement etc. It's in the newspapers as well. So uh, yes, they are passing away. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is taking uh, our Muslim brothers and sisters as uh, shuhada as martyrs, and also it looks uh, somewhat, uh, somehow, some uh, very, very sinister, you know. If you look at uh, Africa as a continent, we have almost 1.2 million cases South Africa, and the country behind us is Tunisia with 149,000 cases, now you, and uh, Zimbabwe, 18,000 cases. So I don't know what is happening here. How come a country is more poorer than South Africa? They are managing their COVID-19 uh, uh, pandemic, you know, and we are failing. So we don't know what is happening behind the scenes. We don't know, can we trust and believe the, the stats and the data that we are receiving, you know, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best what is happening here. Well said, the Mufti Saab, Allahu Alam, and we seek uh, refuge uh, from if there's anything uh, sinister. It says, Assalamu alaikum. We are still unclear about the reading, about reading namaz at the masjid. Uh, did the uh, government or our ulama close it, Mufti Saab? Yes, uh, Shafat, government only gave directives and uh, said that all public gatherings uh, should be uh, banned. You know, it's not permissible uh, to gather in public, but the masjid is not a public place. So uh, from amongst the ulama, I believe the MGC were the first people who were wrongly closed for the masajid uh, to, to be closed. Uh, it was a day or two prior to the government announcement. So that was something wrong from their side, you know. I do not know of any other ulama that is called for the closure of the masajid. We are back on uh, the same battlefield, uh, arguing the same uh, things over and over again instead of moving forward, you know. Uh, there's many masajid that are still open that is conducting a normal five daily salah, albeit with small numbers, just the imam in the mu'adhin, etc., and some of them conducting Juma as well. So 
so uh, until the government uh, gives a clear indication that all churches and masjids and places of uh, worship should be closed also we don't know what is really happening there those people that uh, want to go to the masjid where it is open they may attend and uh, do so Jeez. Uh, yes, I'm of this Abba. Yusuf is telling me, hey, my fingers are smoking. Hey, hey, okay. Hey, the questions are just flying in. Hey, but do not know. Okay, no, you just take it easy, Yusuf. Yeah, yeah, you can stop it there. Yeah, a lot of questions now. Uh, uh, this question says, uh, Mufti, should we uh, send our kids back to school now that we in the second wave? Mufti Saab? Sure, to be uh, honest, you know, no one cares about your children except you. Uh, we didn't send them uh, when we had the first wave. Now we have the second wave with a strain of the virus that is more infectious than the first one. So how can we send our children? Uh, the government don't care about its citizens. Uh, the teachers, of course, are they only there because they need to, to receive their monthly salary, you know. So if you lose a child and the strain is so bad that it affects young people as well. So it is not like the first one where only people with comorbidities and uh, the senior people were affected. Now even young people passing away because of uh, COVID-19. So it would be best then to keep your children uh, at home, inshallah, until this thing is uh, settled down. We don't know how long uh, it can be. The problem is of sending your children uh, to school is that they might contract it there and uh, bring it back home to you. So even if you are under quarantine, even if you remain uh, indoors and stay indoors and don't go out, it, the virus can still get to you and still come to you. So uh, it is best for the safety of your own children to keep them at home, G. A poster is uh, circulating on uh, social media saying Imam Shafi uh, uh, Raymullah used to go to the grave of Abu Hanifa Raymullah or Radiallah Anho uh, whenever he wanted uh, something desperately. Is this authentic, uh, Mufti Saab? I've seen this uh, poster, Shafat. It says that uh, whenever uh, Imam Shafi wanted something desperately or he was in need of something, he used to go to the grave of Abu Hanifa and uh, to take barakah and blessings uh, from there, you know. So uh, the chain of this narration, uh, I, I, I search for it. It is not authentic. Uh, it is something that the people is uh, passing around, uh, distributing and uh, sharing on social media. Uh, the person uh, or people uh, in that particular chain, uh, they've been branded as fabricators and as liars also. So it is a fabrication uh, against Imam Shafi, rahimahullah ta'ala, uh, that is not correct. And people shouldn't uh, resend it and post it on other groups as well, too. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, can zakat be given to purchase ventilators, uh, Mufti Saab? Yes, uh, there's a shortage of ventilators. We've seen one organization also giving uh, out ventilators uh, and oxygen supply machines in uh, the eastern Cape Shafat. So uh, zakat can be given to an individual uh, that is zakatable, that does not have sufficient funds, and that person may purchase his own ventilator. But you cannot give a zakat to hospitals, etc., because there's no ownership there of the ventilators. There needs to be ownership and transfer of ownership when giving zakat money. So when you give it to a hospital, there's no transfer of ownership. Uh, it belongs just to uh, the, the company, you know, and not to uh, the actual poor people. They will only be allowed usage of the ventilators, but they do not own it at the end of the day. So you cannot give zakat to such institutions, G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab and team. We just uh, moved into a new house and we are feeling weird paranormal vibes. <laughs> now, what can we do to make it a home and make it comfortable? Mufti Saab, the jinn yes. are there. <laughs> yes, and they will always be there, Shafat. They love it, the uh, top 
infection of the house, mostly in the ceilings, whilst you are living at uh, the rest of or living in the rest of the house. So what you can do first and foremost is to call the adhan loudly uh, in the house. Uh, that should repel them, and also read Surah Baqarah. Surah Baqarah is very very effective in expelling uh, shayateen, uh, demons, and jinn from your household. If you cannot read it uh, physically, then call someone, call one hafizah or someone in the family to read the entire Surah Baqarah for you. And uh, inshallah, that will serve as a deterrent for jinn so that there is no interaction between you and them. And it will also uh, give you some sort of protection, divine protection for you and your family. And your house will be uh, become uh, stable and your house will be a better place to live in jinn. Now, Jazakallah for that, Mufti Saba. We are likely to receive AstraZeneca vi- uh, vaccines. Is this permissible for Muslims, Mufti Saab? Yes, I, I've read, uh, Shafat, that uh, the government procured uh, a million uh, AstraZeneca vac- uh, vaccines from India and half a million still more to come. It will come towards the end of January. So AstraZeneca, Pfizer, Modena, etc., all these uh, uh, vaccines, uh, the, the concern of the public is that it contains a pork gelatin. So some uh, vaccines need uh, pork gelatin to, to create a longer shelf life, you know, otherwise it will degrade. So, but these people have all said that they do not uh, add uh, pork uh, enzymes or pork gelatin in uh, their vaccines. However, that is not the only concern for a Muslim. A Muslim uh, uh, should be worried also about the efficacy of Obviously, uh, of those uh, particular vaccines and the safety aspect of it. Now, that cannot be established. We've seen adverse uh, effects of the vaccine throughout uh, the globe. People becoming sick, medical personnel, uh, some of them dying also after receiving uh, vaccinations. And uh, then, if you read the statistics, uh, Shafat, in America, 53% of the people they're not interested in uh, in uh, being inoculated. And in France, also in South Africa, we've seen a. Uh, uh, some of our top uh, people in the legal fraternity, the head uh, uh, judge of South Africa, also speaking out against uh, vaccinations and vaccines. So Muslims should be very, very wary. I've said it before on the radio. I am not uh, pro-vaccination. Uh, it is best to abstain from that as long as there's other alternatives available. Gee. Uh, this uh, message says, Shukran, does uh, Radio Azan act as the same as giving real azan. And can I read Surah Al-Baqarah as a quarter Jews a day? I will complete it in 10 days. Uh, Mufti Saab, your comments? Yes, uh, it is better to call out the azan physically. Uh, use your own voice uh, than using the azan of the radio. The azan of the radio is only an indication of the time of the work that is coming in. If you perform the azan personally, it would be better for you. Yes, you can read Surah Baqarah at your own pace, inshallah, even if you manage to read more or a little bit more, all the sooner you can complete it also, no problem. As long as you read the entire Surah Baqarah, uh, complete it and then uh, blow on it, inshallah, or blow in the house, and uh, that will serve as a protection for you, G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. A great show. Will vaccinations be mandatory in South Africa? And will one be sinful if he refuses inoculation? The Shafat, uh, Dr. McKeezy, the Minister of Health, I think yesterday he said that the people won't be forced uh, to receive the, the jab, the vaccinations and inoculations. You know, that is what he uh, has said so far. And uh, that is what we've read in the news also. So it is not mandatory for a person. It's not compulsory yet. Uh, and if a person refuses it, he will not be sinful as long as he believes that that thing might not be 
very beneficial to his health. It could be actually detrimental to his health. So in that way, he will not be sinful, you know, unless there's a thorough study uh, being done. You must remember that the people who are marketing these vaccinations, uh, the respected listeners, they've only tested it on between 30 to 70,000 people, which is one 0.001% of the total population, but they want to inoculate 7.5 billion people. Then mm. they've, uh, like, uh, they did it in uh, such a short, short period of time. Uh, a good vaccination only takes 15 years uh, to complete, uh, but here they did it in a short period of time, and now they're pushing it out, pushing it, uh, wanting people to be inoculated. So you will not be sinful if you refuse to be inoculated, inshallah, Ji. Yes, sir, Mufti Saab, I, re- I tell you, our listeners are up to speed, eh? They know exactly what's going on. Uh, this question here says, Assalamu alaikum, with uh, Bitcoin at an all-time high uh, currency and it's uh, being an acceptable tender, can we invest? Yes, uh, Bitcoin is going through the skies, uh, Mufti Saab. Yes, Bitcoin is reaching 100,000 uh, uh, in value in dollars, you know, but that is also being manipulated, Shafat. So one should still exercise caution with regards uh, to Bitcoin. It is accepted in some parts of the world, but it is not accepted uh, by many other people. And even those people who are advocating it, they are still saying, uh, the financiers and the bankers, that we should exercise extreme caution uh, because of investments in a Bitcoin. And you must remember that the total amount of Bitcoins, uh, according to my knowledge, is about 23 uh, million. Uh, that is the amount of Bitcoins that they've produced so far. So it makes it very, very scarce. And because of the scarcity, uh, yeah, that is how the price uh, fluctuates. So people f- should still exercise extreme caution before deciding to invest in Bitcoin, G. Yes, uh, Mufti Saab, if you know the bankers of the world, they had the uh, innings. Uh, the same bankers, I think the grandchildren now have gone into Bitcoin. Yeah, you need to do a, a, a little bit of study. Perhaps you need to have a program on that. Uh, Mufti Saab, this question reads, uh, Saudi made a vaccination mandatory upon Umrah pilgrims. Can those of us opposed to vaccination stay away from Makkah, Mufti Saab? Sadly, Saudi made it uh, compulsory for Umrah pilgrims. We've seen the news and uh, so you cannot go for Umrah unless you've received the jab. And then you need to show also and prove that you've received the vaccination. So either via an app, uh, like South Africa will be introducing uh, on your phone, you can show the authorities that you have received the vaccination or some sort of certificate. So very, very sad, you know, for those people who are against uh, uh, vaccinations, so they will not be able to go to Makkah, uh, Mukarramah and Medina to Munawara. So yes, if they believe that the vaccination is harmful and detrimental, then there will be no sin upon them if they refuse uh, uh, to go to Makkah and Medina. Then also the Australian airlines uh, said that uh, they will not permit people to fly on the, their uh, fleet of uh, air, uh, airplanes, you know, unless people have been uh, inoculated and vaccinated. So I believe this will be the trend uh, uh, across the globe, Shafat. In that way, they say it's not lip service saying it is not mandatory, but if you want to go anywhere, you will need to produce proof that you've been vaccinated. So that is how they will get you eventually. They always get right what they want because people are so gullible, they will uh, be forced to, to receive the jab key. Mufti Saab, our imam charges a fee for performing a nikah. Is uh, this permissible in Islam? Yes, it is permissible uh, in Islam for the imam to charge a fee uh, for performing a nikah. His petrol is involved, his time is involved, the certificate book uh, that needs money to be printed, that is also involved, etc. 
So uh, the cast would be performed by our own people, our own uh, family members, you know, but because of our lack of knowledge, we've given that responsibility to the imam as well. So he has a right to charge just as he has a right to charge to teaching the Quran and a right to charge for uh, leading the uh, congregation and giving the yans, etc. All of those things is permissible within Islam, G. Uh, this question on our screen, uh, brother says, Assalamu alaikum. If I take uh, ivermectin uh, uh, vaccination, will the Saudis allow me in the Holy Lands? Uh, good question there, Mufti Sa. Very good question. Ivermectin, and uh, I'm part of those people that are lobbying for the usage of ivermectin. It's cost-effective. It is available, uh, Shafat, and of course, uh, there have been studies done. Uh, Australia, Brazil, Canada, many of other countries are uh, giving uh, ivermectin uh, to its people and within 48 hours uh, it has an effect on uh, the COVID patients so it is decreasing uh, the transmission also and it's making breathing easier for them. Uh, our government said uh, they need to study this thing further. They're ready to accept AstraZeneca uh, from uh, India and other places in the world without conducting a local study first. They've already put measures in place so that the moment the vaccine lands, uh, it will be rolled out. But for ivermectin, studies have been done from other uh, prominent uh, medical officials, etc. They don't want to accept that news. So that is complete double standards from our government. Yes, if you can get your hands on it, it is permissible. But I don't think the Saudis will allow you so because everyone is vying for vaccinations. It's a trillion, trillion uh, dollar business. Uh, that is how they will get you and that is how they take your money from you through forced vaccinations. And then the nanoparticles within that uh, vaccinations and what other information uh, they have put in there that can alter your DNA as well, which is a completely separate topic. But nevertheless, uh, I don't think Saudi will allow you if you have taken uh, ivermectin G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. Due to uh, COVID-19 burials, uh, there is no more space in our uh, cemetery. Uh, municipality uh, gave a uh, place in the Christian section. Can we bury there, Mufti Saab? It is not permissible to, to bury Muslims in a Christian uh, cemetery, first and foremost. That is the general ruling in Islam. But we've seen the amount of janazas coming out daily, Shafat, uh, in uh, KZN, in Johannesburg, Cape everywhere. Uh, the amount of janazas is ever increasing, you know. So if the municipality has demarcated a specific area within a Christian uh, cemetery, meaning completely separate, and there is really no space for Muslims uh, to be buried within their own cemetery, then only it will be permissible. But you cannot bury a Muslim in a Christian grave. That is not permissible, you know. So in the unfortunate event uh, that there is no uh, uh, extra space available, then only you can bury because the body still needs to go under the ground. Then the aurora uh, will take uh, place uh, of, of what is not uh, necessarily or normally uh, permissible. Then only it will become permissible, G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. With COVID now, Molana doesn't want to do taniak for my newborn baby. How do I do it uh, myself? And oh, why do we do it, uh, Mufti Saab? Taniak. Because, yes, yes, the technique. It is a sunnah of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. So what you can do is use some honey or some sugar or piece of date, uh, chew it, if it is a piece of date, you know, and uh, just put it in the mouth of uh, the baby that is at the time when you give name to your child. And uh, then you cut a few strands of hair, and, uh, or it is better to shave the head completely also. And uh, if you shave it off, then uh, you give a few loaves of bread or a few reds in a sadaka. So that is basically the simplest procedure of doing technique for a child. Technique means basically to chew or put something sweet in the, the mouth of uh, that uh, child of yours. You can do it better. In fact, it is better if you do it because you will be more sincere. It is your own child. 
So that love, affection, and human emotions uh, in the saliva from your mouth as the mother or the father going back to your own child. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did that to one of his uh, grandson, uh, uh, Taniq, uh, for, for, for one of them. Was it Hassan or Hussein uh, Mufti Sahib? Uh, for both of them. Although uh, one has been a more popular recorded Shabbat, uh, Nabi Alaihissalam did it for both of his uh, grandsons. So imagine the first thing you put in the child's mouth is that saliva of yours mixed with something sweet. Now imagine the blessed saliva of the Nabi Alaihissalam going into the, the mouth of uh, Hassan and Hussein. Jazakallah for that, Mufti Sahib. Uh, this question is uh, screaming to be read here. Okay, I'll read it, question. Cool. It says, Mufti Sahib, why is the ulama fraternity failing in giving psychological support to COVID-19 patients? Mufti? Shafat, very good question. I don't think the ulama fraternity is failing in giving psychological support to COVID-19 patients. You must remember since the start of the pandemic, the ulama has been, has been prepping the people, telling them that, listen here, uh, you are going to die. There is no, uh, that is inevitable. So prepare yourself for that. That is the first thing. Then they told the people, make abundance of istighfar, turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then they told the people that increase in your good actions and uh, desist from doing bad. And then they told the people also to give abundance of charity. So that is giving advice and psychological uh, support prior to uh, people receiving uh, or being infected with uh, COVID-19. Giving psychological support, Shafad, how we're not even permitted to go to the hospitals or going near uh, to the hospitals. So how should we give psychological support? The ulama are sending out messages on social media by email, etc., so they do, did their fair uh, uh, share of, of giving uh, support, you know, and uh, encouragement and nasiha in various different forms. What I've seen here in uh, Cape Town, something uh, strange, uh, as I passed past one hospital the other day, I saw a group of Christian people standing in front of uh, a particular hospital and having a prayer session there. And I thought this is something good, you know, it, because the patients were looking down. Some of them were looking down from the hospital windows in, and I think they felt morally good that at least there's people on the ground caring for them. So everyone of us cannot do that, you know, but if it is possible, uh, I've heard uh, Bolada Venko also, a, a friend of mine uh, from Shanghai, he also went uh, personally to Ahmad Al-Qadi Hospital in Durban uh, to visit patients there. So some of them are, are doing a little bit more than others, but nevertheless, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward each one of them key. Yes, sir. This question says, is a wudu valid of uh, someone who has a permanent uh, tattoo, Mufti Saab? A permanent tattoo, yes. Water still flows over the skin. Some tattoos, the ink is under the skin, uh, underneath the skin. And uh, some uh, tattoos, of course, uh, the ink went inside the skin. The pigmentation, the color pigmentation is there. So when a person takes wudu, the water still flows over the skin. And that is what is required. For a hudu to be a valid gene. Mufti, please, uh, what actions are best uh, to remove uh, this pandemic? I think we all had enough now. Mufti Saab? Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will decide when we had enough until we return to Allah, until we return in Tawbah, until uh, we revert back to doing good actions. Uh, then uh, this pandemic will not cease to exist. We should not put our hopes into vaccines here. Shafat, you know, that the people were getting so complacent and smiling that soon the, the vaccine will be here. 
and then the strain, this thing mutated, and a more infectious strain is there. So this thing will continue to mutate until we rely solely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the best advices that I've read uh, from Ibn Hajar in his book, which he wrote about Rahimullah, about uh, plagues, is that he says that one of the most effective things for a person to do is to read abundant durud, abundant peace and salutations upon our Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. And that was very effective in removing, uh, removing uh, uh, plagues, uh, especially during uh, those days. And it will still be effective in our time as well. So that is one of the advisors that he has given. And it is Friday today also, Shafat. So let us start from there, from this point, in uh, sending abundant peace and salutations upon our Nabi alayhi salatu salam, with the intention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should remove this pandemic so that life can return to some sort of normalcy. I mean, uh, Mufti Saab, absolutely, mashallah, this morning, you really enjoy your nasiha. And uh, perhaps uh, your parting words uh, before we let you go? Yes, sir, Shafat, you know that it is not a, a question of uh, uh, will we be infected. It is now a question of when we will be infected. So many people dying in and around us. So that itself is a sign that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, is uh, calling back many of our people. Prepare yourself for the meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and give abundant charity and send durood upon our Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. Tudakum wa khirawduzah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to our mufti sahab and uh, jazakallah khair to all those listeners uh, that uh, sent in the questions. You really add uh, value to the program. You make it vibey and uh, definitely, uh, you know, I also look forward to this Yusuf and I and I'm sure many others and, uh, you know, it's uh, mashallah. The podcast, too, is uh, highly, highly requested, Yusuf. And uh, Jazakallah Khaira for typing all that uh, questions out for us on the screen. I'd like to give you a barakah for every letter that you have typed. Uh, time for us to go for a break. Inshallah, when we get back, or we'll round up and close up the show. You are listening to the soothing sounds of Sirius FM.